shot 12 stages. Where do you guys, what do you guys think, what are you guys down, or how many, where, you sit, where do you think you're sitting before scores come out? Um, I hadn't even counted how many I was down. How many shooters are there? Probably around the 120 range. I'd say right now I'm probably Okay. I'm going to say a good solid mid-pack for me. I'm not as precise as man. Could be 80 or could be 50. Okay. Um, what did you think of the course of fire? We've shot a lot of a lot of matches here, a lot of the one days. This is I don't want to say this is guys' local range, but this is probably one of the closer PRS ranges for you guys. Okay. Um, anything new in the in the general course of fire for a national level two day match that kind of surprised you or anything else like that? Anything different? Everything. Pretty much far from the course, but the targets are tiny. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's like they knew the wind wasn't going to blow and they shrank. Yeah. Super small targets. Uh, like Ryan said, there wasn't anything that was out of the norm uh, for PRS you know, two-day national match. Um, except for super small. Okay. Okay. Um, I know I watched some people shoot the KYL at 400 yards and. I mean that goes from a 10-inch circle to a two-inch circle, so that seems that seems pretty tiny. Um, I know we've shot a stage like that in the past, but um, I wasn't really get, I didn't get really behind any other any other props on glass uh, on a rifle scope and look. But um, yeah, things definitely seemed a little bit smaller than normal. Um, what do you what are you hoping for tomorrow? Like. I don't know if you guys got your matchbooks yet for tomorrow or if they're giving those out tomorrow, but anything in the course of fire for the last eight, eight stages that you saw that are like, ooh, that one's, that one could be tricky, or are we going to shoot this off of the same prop? Or... To be honest with you, I hadn't looked at tomorrow because I did so bad. <laughs> I left my day two book in the house because that's for day two. <laughs> okay, fair enough. We had to shoot two stages of it today. Fair enough. Um, what what is it about the MPA match or the matches here at Cool Acres that keeps bringing you guys back? Well, I will say since Cool Acres and MPA have kind of come together, mm-hmm. and they've done great, great things in this race. Because at first when we were just Cool Acres, really just had to be But now MPA's come in, you know, they've expanded on both sides. But like, uh, they've done awesome work um and I, I feel like you know it'd be right there in line with any other kind of national match okay but, you know as far as difficulty okay uh Eric, eric's done a good job of expansion yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, and it's been what within a year yeah yeah because this is the first the first year that they've done it here i i've never been to cool acres because they didn't have matches here then you know, when they stopped doing them in arena and started doing them here is when I started coming out here. And, like, sure enough, this is... is it, I like the fact that it's not one of the ranges where you have to walk for camper. Yeah, it's... it's a lot of people put down it being close together. It makes no sense Right. I mean, the only downside is... If you got shot timers going off next to each other, if you're starting people at close to the same time, you're like, crap, was that me? Was that not me? Or 
like you're running the PRS skill stage and, you know, your shot timer's picking up somebody else, you're just going to have to back it up. But it really keeps the match long. Yeah. Because you, you come off a stage, put your chamber flag in, you walk 15 feet, you put your rifle down at the next stage, and you're ready to go. Just go grab your mat. Yeah, that's I mean, there you go. Be like, hey, bud, you're done. You ran out of rounds. Like, what are you doing? I, I had to get through all this brat, all this bullets, so I could resize all this brass at the same time. Yeah, it's fun. Um, what is it that drew you to this sport? Like, say, over high power or bench rest or silhouette or USPSA. I can all, I can, I can assume that we all enjoy shooting. But what is it about rifle shooting and more specifically PRS that drew you guys here? So I started off uh, USPSA 3D. Did pretty well in USPSA. Um, and then just you know, wanted to come try a PRS match out. And from day one, I was kind of It's because there's so much that's out of your control. With USPSA, like if anything goes wrong, I mean, minus gun going down, you know, malfunctions, which sometimes the malfunctions are only two, but uh, it's usually just snatch the trigger or whatever. Um, but with PRS, like, there's a lot of things out of your control. It just kind of keeps everybody, like, within a, a little bit of an equal play. Okay. Um, and then he got me into reloading, Except for your wallet. Well, that's true. But, I mean, the reloading process, like, I didn't think I'd like it. I got the you know, it is enjoyable when you just want to tinker. You have to tinker. Like, that's not, you know, it's not enjoyable then. But, uh, just the whole process of, you know, shooting your own ammo, you know, doing all your own load work up, you know, practice and everything like that. Like, yeah, that's what you Just how it involved in I got drug into it because it's practical. I wanted to be able to step out of the truck and say that's in 550 hours of life. Okay. And what's kept me here is there's so many levels to it. So much thinking that you have to do why that be for me. And that's the fuck. That's the metal truck. Keeping it all straight. I mean, because you make an adjustment on the fly. Yeah, I mean, you shoot a target and you see that you're, you know, you went off right. So now, okay, I know that I have to correct off to the left now. So you're making wind calls on the fly. You're making elevation calls on the fly. You have to remember target sequence, target order. Hey, it's hit to move on or it's hit or miss move on. Like, there's so many, there's so many things that. Oh, I can just let anybody can lay down and pull a trigger on a target at 500 yards. And be like, okay, can you do it under time? Can you do it with all this movement? Can you do it, you know, changing targets, XYZ? The biggest mental challenge is all I don't want to play out those targets at 400. Other yeah. Now we got a whole different call. Yeah. Now I got a dial, or I got a like I rolled wind into the gun, so I know. Okay, I need to go to six tenths of wind, but I got two rolled in, so I got to go to you know hold four tenths. Like there's so many different variables, and it's. 
I've shot some pistol in this kind of violence. It's just forward. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's on training. How much muscle memory have you got? How much can you get? Right. Now, granted, there's dudes like Jerry Mitchell that have, you know, two, two, two million rounds in it, and, like, they're damn good at what they do. Um, it's just... It's just that game is like if you just are just getting into it and you want to go compete like I feel that it is so hard to be competitive in that style of competition whereas here you're stepping in and you know a really good shooter might have you know a mad problem and then they don't get as many points or you know, you start out on a long, long range stage first thing in the morning, and you know, calm winds, clean targets, like no mirage, everything, everything works to your advantage. So, I mean, it's a game of probabilities to a point, like in statistics, math, and all that stuff. And I just like put the reticle on it, try and pull the trigger, like nice and easy. Yeah. What am I gonna do? Right. That's right. Um, you guys got anything else before we go drink some more beers and get some food? I think I'm good. Just hoping to do a little better tomorrow than today. <laughs> it can't be much worse. That's for sure. I hear that. Okay. Well, I appreciate you guys, and we'll check in with you guys later. Sounds good. Thanks. All right. Later. I actually have to hit record today. I did like 15 minutes with the guys yesterday and didn't hit record, so that'll be fun. Are you going to redo it? Uh, I'm going to try and just copy it from my Instagram over to the to the podcast. So, welcome guys. We are here at MPA at Cool Acres. Oh, you're next, buddy. Oh, he, yeah. He might be the big winner for today. He might be. In that case, we're definitely getting him on. <laughs> but we're here at Cool Acres at the MPA Fall Shootout. And it's pretty, pretty legit. Had a good day. Nice, calm winds. Oh, you're next too. GCP's getting in the house. All right. So this is your what match? My third, technically. So yep. I did one one-day match. Then I did gap grind. Um, and then this is my first two-day match on the pro level. Okay. And what rifle are you using? I am shooting the Delta 5 Pro in 6mm. Okay. And that may sound weird, like why I'm asking her that. If you knew her, you'd know that that's what she was shooting because she's running around with a Daniel Defense shirt on and running around with Daniel from Daniel Defense running Mark 5s. There's probably, what, three or four of those out here this weekend? Delta 5 Pros? Yeah. I believe there's three, and then there's um, someone's running the R700 chassis version of it. Okay. Okay. So... What what drew you to come shoot PRS-style matches running a, a Daniel Defense, um, their new Delta 5 Pro? So I am the trade show and events manager, and I already attend a lot of the PRS matches and all, and I've learned it's a lot less fun to just watch. Um, so Daniel offered to train me up this year, and really the mindset being that our gun comes you know, out of the box ready for um, competition. Right. So we were trying to prove that, and it seems that that is the case. I mean, I have the luxury of already, you know, my gun, when I got it, it already did a lot of the work for me, if you ask me. So I think that, you know, it set me to do better in competitions, whereas, you know, maybe if I'd had to 
learn from the start and not have a gun that could be fitted to me and everything like that, that okay. I would have had a harder time. Because that Delta 5 Pro is in a fully adjustable chassis, like yeah. cheek piece, like the pull, all that stuff. Exactly. So the cheek riser and everything you can adjust. And I have, a, I mean, I'm small framed, I'm a small face. So in a lot of cases, you know, some of these other stocks don't really fit me as well as this one does. Okay. And prior to shooting your first one day, how much training had you had in the long range type shooting? You said that Daniel was helping train you up, but like how much training did you have before you came to your first one day? So before that, I'd always handled things from like an RSO or just from a marketing perspective. So I've gotten to shoot a lot of gas guns, you know, just being with Daniel Defense. Um, I had shot the Delta 5 Pro once when I first got onboarded with, with Daniel Defense. But as far as training, I was about four weeks in when I came for my first okay. match here. And that was training once a week for four weeks. Okay, so how did it, how did that transition go? Like, how was, like, showing up your first morning? Because that first match was here at Cool Acres, mm -hmm. right? Yep. How was it showing up, like, super nervous, yes. like, not knowing what to expect? I mean, you've probably seen the shooting events but never participated, like you said. So mm -hmm. how did, how was stepping into that, one, as a new shooter, two, as a female, but three, with a piece of equipment that was already, I've shot a Delta 5 Pro, pretty solid mm -hmm. for for a rifle just coming into the sport. It still was completely out of my comfort zone. Okay. Though, especially because, you know, you have to not really perform, but everybody is watching you. And so as a new shooter, you know, you're, you're, things aren't necessarily muscle memory at that point. So trying to remember to do everything in the right sequence and, you know, I just kind of had to go into autopilot and do what I trained to do and not try to overthink it. But um, just, you know, it, it feels like everyone's watching you and waiting for you to fail when you're new. <laughs> and, and now I know that, you know, most people are so focused on themselves that, you know, other than trying to help new people, there's not really, you know, I don't deal with any, like you hear about mansplaining and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I don't deal with that in this. I mean, Usually people offer good advice, but no one ever really talks down to you. I mean, it's a great atmosphere at these competitions. Outstanding. And like you said, a lot of, you know, the gun was doing the work for you mm -hmm. on that first match. I mean, like, obviously we set goals for ourselves and we try and beat those goals and then raise them up. Like, what was your goal for that first match? Like, did you meet it? Did you, like, were you no. good to go? Like... So our goal for me is to take half of the shots. So take 50% of the shots and then to make 80% of those. Okay. Um, I didn't quite make that the first one, though. We learned that I did really well off the bench. So my first two stages of my first matches ever, I had an eight and a seven. Awesome. Yeah. But then we got into positional stuff, and that was even further outside of my comfort zone. So we learned. And, and prior to that first match, I had never shot past 525 yards. So okay. you know, there were a couple of things that we were wondering the distance didn't bother me. And even now, you know, I, I average about the same over 600 yards as I do under, but the positional stuff and me getting stable with the bag and that kind of stuff, I, I struggle with more. Whereas with, um, with this gun, it does really well, you know, with the bipod and the mm -hmm. rear bag, which I guess most of them do, but I'm very comfortable in okay. that. And that's what we've trained more of. Okay. Um, and you went and shot gap grind. Mm -hmm. How did you, how did you fare at gap grind? I did actually really well. Um, almost to the point where I came in here a little bit <laughs> more, um, you know, above, I guess, but I had upped my goal coming into this match. Okay. And 
I didn't take into account that the gap grind is, you know, it's a pro-am shoot. So there were several stages where I got to shoot the amateur course compared to the pro. I will say that in most of the cases where we had the same one for pro and am, I still did really well. Okay. So, you know, I got a little overconfident, I guess. So I had increased our goal to me shooting um, 60%. And um, this match was much harder than that with, you know, really, really small targets at great distances. And then we yesterday we dealt with a lot more wind and luckily didn't have that as much today. Yeah, it was pretty calm today. Yesterday was a little bit breezier. Yeah. We're also finishing up at 1 o'clock yeah. instead of 4 o'clock. Yeah. Afternoon wind coming in. and Yeah, a day of shooting eight stages is a lot easier than a day of shooting 12 stages. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Been to a match where we shot 16 stages. No thanks. In the first day. Yeah, no thanks on that one. Yeah. Though if I had shot as well yesterday as I did today, I would be absolutely happy. Okay. So, I, you know, yesterday I came in, I think, tired and not as well prepared as I should have been. Okay. Okay. And then do you know where you think you're, where you're sitting? Where were you sitting yesterday versus where do you think you're sitting today? Like as far as the overall pack, not like production or not like um, no. ladies I or anything I actually refused like to even add my scores up at the end of day one. I wait until the match is completely over okay. to add up all my scores. Um I know that I wasn't the lowest on my squad, so that's about all I know. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Cool. Well, what else do you want to throw out there? You said you're the, the marketing and expo show guru of Daniel Defense. Yep. So Is I handle all of our um, the the events and marketing specialists. <laughs> so I handle, yeah, I mean, I'll go with anything nice at this point. Um, but I would say that it's exciting getting into the sport and seeing not only women joining it, but how many young women. I mean, we had a girl in our squad that was in our teens, I would assume. Mm -hmm. And she was probably one of the top three shooters on our squad. So Laura? that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Laura's a, she's a killer. Yeah. So, she and I have little good. girls and I really hope that, you know, I have four little girls. So I hope at least one of them out of the four is willing to, to go that route with me at some point. Cause I think it would be a great bonding. Oh yeah. Thing. You get into the pro-am with your, a, a mother, a mother daughter team yeah. in the pro-am. Bring it on. That would be awesome. Yeah. This year um, was the first year. Um, Missy Gilliland from um, GA Precision was the first mother son team. So I was telling oh, them. Wow. That I hope that I get to be the first mother-daughter team. Dude, that would be awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Anything else you want to throw out there? Is there anything up and coming sneak peeks from Daniel Defense? I know you can't talk about them anyways, but yeah, <laughs> I got to yeah. ask. Yeah, I'm on a, a tight leash with that one. So, I mean, you never know what we're going to release next. And SHOT Show this year should be pretty exciting. Cool. Cool. There's your sneak peek, people. That's all you get because <laughs> that's all I'm going to get. So, there you go. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me. And good shooting. Hopefully uh, everything comes out on top for you today. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks. All right. We're back with another guest, the Mr. Paul Higley. You might know him from other world-famous podcasts with world-famous shooters. But I saw him, so I had to steal him for this one. So how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing well, Guy. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Um, we're out here at the, the MPA Fall Shootout. You came all the way out from Utah for this, getting some points. How, yeah. do, you, how do you think you did? Uh, I, I hope I cleared 90. It's okay. real tight at the top. There's a lot of great shooters here. Yes. If, if you screw up a stage, you're going to go down. Well. And I did a couple. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, uh, there there are a couple stages where I've seen some real good shooters drop a lot of points on them. So, yeah. I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> um, you know, yesterday, I uh, to, to give you an idea, I was 28th. Okay. Um, 
I still had over a 90 in the percentage. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I shot about the same deal today. I okay. had a trigger go down yesterday, so I had one bad stage there. Um, had a couple missed fours today, which took me right back into that same place. So. Okay. And you're, you need a what to get into the finale? Well, I'm invited to the finale okay. as, a, as a senior. Okay. And, uh, but you still want to be top yeah, top 150. Yeah, right? yeah, I do. Uh, if I if I keep my 90, I'll be right around 130. Okay. And that'll get another senior coming. So okay, awesome. I'd like to see that. You know, that's what I'm pushing for. Of course, you want to be as high as you can before you get to the finale. And, that is that is also true. And uh, with those points, you know, maybe you can, maybe I can crawl up a a, a step. You know, and crawl up a step or two. Yeah. All right, so obviously you're shooting for, for Masterpiece Arms here. Um, you're running the Pro, Matrix Pro, or I'm are you still running, running the Matrix? I'm still running the Matrix front end okay. and the Pro rear end. Okay, so you did the Frankenstein. Yeah, I did. Okay. Yep, I, okay. I, what, what was your reasoning behind that? Well, I like uh, the narrower front end. I okay. felt like that it sinks in the bag, and I'm, I'm not really fighting the cant as much. Okay. Um, I think, you know, for flat level surfaces, the pro's fantastic, but where I shoot, where I'm from, we're on uneven ground, we're on uneven props, rocks, and okay. trees, and stuff like that, and uh, I really like the pro, but I like the, the older one better, so okay. uh, that's my reasoning, uh, but rifle down. Um. So you're running the original pro front end or original matrix front end with the pro back end. Yes. What um, what glass, like what action, what kind of other other things are you running? Like what are your other components that you're running on the uh, on running, your on your gun? I'm running a lone peak action. Okay. It's a fusion. Okay. Really like it. Uh, uh, Bix and Andy trigger. Uh, I did mention I had one go down, but I probably had four thousand rounds on that and never cleaned it. Okay, so fair I, enough. That's my own fault really like that trigger because uh, there's no you know you can you can travel after the after the shot after the break yeah there's there's nothing stopping you there so I, I really like it over the other ones for okay. that reason about the tunable sear too yes, right you yes. can tune it tune oh, yeah, it there. right and, there and you can take them apart and clean them okay know, shame on me for not doing that but I mean, it was just running flawless, you know. You don't, you don't want to mess with something that's working <laughs> until it doesn't work anymore. Oh, that's for sure. Um, okay. Uh, Garrett Priest does my, uh, yep, yeah, all my machining. He's my gunsmith, Priest Precision. Uh, he does a fantastic job. I, I'm just damn happy to, that he'll, he'll do my barrels for me. Um, I run a TMB break. Okay. Um, BJ Groot, or yeah. I hope I said that right. Sorry, BJ. <laughs> He's from Australia. Yeah. Good guy. I, I heard you guys talk about it on on uh, on the other podcast. Yeah. And my optic is Leopold. Okay. Mark Five. What reticle 5. are you running in yours? I'm running that PR2. Okay. So I just I'm I'm a Vortex fanboy because they've always treated me right, but I just picked one of those up from a buddy of mine here in the southeast that's getting ready to uh to head out overseas on a deployment so he's kind of just parting all of his stuff out and he's going to buy a bunch of new stuff when he gets back so i was like you know what i'm still in production if i run production next year the strike eagle i love and it's great 
but I'm probably going to be able to see a little bit more with that Louisville. I think you will. Uh. So um, I picked one up for from him, so I'm probably going to run that next year. It's got the PR2 in it. It's got the heavy tack um, rings from from Hawkins. Hawkins, yeah. So uh, should I'm going to probably swap that out after the finale next week and and see how southeast finale next week and then see how that runs um what did you think of the course of fire overall like i've heard most of the weekend small targets small targets small targets and there was some small targets okay you know but uh, if you do your part they're hittable the okay. wind was the mirage here it looks like it's nine ten mile an hour winds okay from where i'm from I don't know if it's a heavier air or, or what it is, but uh, the Mirage really looks like it's cooking out there, but it's really not. So that was that was tricking me a little bit. Okay. And, but uh, for the most part, I didn't leave the target. Okay. And I think that saved me a lot. Okay. Uh, okay. I wasn't going with my instinct. I thought, no, I'm going to take first shot, leave it on that target, and see where it goes. So. If, if you were, you know, hold, whether you dial wind or hold wind, was it the majority of your shots, like, a two to four tenth hold or were like um, a one, tenth one tenth okay some of the you know out 700 and further got into two maybe three on that long one okay but uh i had a switch on that long one okay uh i ended up holding right to begin with and finished holding left dropped three on that i feel pretty fortunate i watched it but okay. uh, i still lost three on it okay so, shooting in general, I'm always trying to get, you know, the youth on the podcast and ladies on the podcast to talk about what it's like coming into the sport as a young gun or as, as a lady. You're neither one of those. No. What do you say to the senior shooter or the later in life shooter that has done either bench rest all their life or like NRA high power or something like that and wants to come give this a try, you know, here's your guys' podcast, here's mine or Gun Around the Sun, Chris Way or whoever's podcast and wants to come out and try this PRS thing out, but they are 50, 55, 60, 65 years old. What is your advice given that you are, you know, a senior shooter? What's your advice to the other seniors out there that want to come out and give this a whack? Well, I say do it. Okay. You know, uh, you don't have much time left. I mean, <laughs> and if truth. You, if you like to shoot and you're tired of laying on your belly for 20 minutes, you're tired of uh, just doing the same old Pinterest thing, this is this is the sport. Okay. It uh, it keeps you active. You know, there's there's some stuff and there's some, there's some hard times, but uh, I time out a lot. Okay. I worry about my hit percentage. Right. You um, know, you take seven shots. Hopefully, you got seven. Seven impact. hits. That's exactly yeah. it. Yeah. So. And that's the same thing I kind of tell the the new shooters too. Like. Oh yeah. I'm not trying to rush and get all ten shots and hit five of them. I yeah. rather hit. You that's, know, that's exactly seven shots right. and hit seven. It get seven impacts. No off sense and missing fast. It, there you go. Um. So how is the. You kind of spoke to it earlier, like the terrain that you're shooting off, uh, uneven ground, uneven props. How different is it traveling to a match like this in the southeast? I know you guys shoot more open, not necessarily air quotes, field matches, but more of 
you're shooting in farmers' fields and pastures and you know maybe BLM land or something like that versus here it's a square range everything's pretty much one direction plus or minus 10 to 15 degrees off of the firing line how is it transitioning in a plane flight from your normal style of shooting to this style of range we have some square square ranges back there especially in our uh, local series okay um, so it's not a lot of difference there uh, the, the difference we have is probably the style of prop. Okay. And the accusation of ta- accusation, you know, finding the target. Okay. I don't know if I said that right or not, but target acquisition. Yep. Uh, we're, you know, some of the the big matches in Utah and and Colorado and around, they're starting to put placards up. Okay. Um, at least the beginning or, or the you know beginning and end of troop lines, stuff like that. Maybe not on every target, but give you an idea of the array. Hey, here's an orange target. Yeah. It starts here, goes here. Next one's a blue cone. Yeah. Here yeah. to here. Yep. Okay. So, you know, we, we do, our, our our biggest difference is our props are all wobbly. Okay. So we're we're tripod kings, you know. Okay. <laughs> so let me ask you this: on stage, whatever it was, with the little we're looking at it right underneath table eight. Yeah. We got that wobbly wooden yeah. wooden thing. Yeah, that's. that's that's primarily what you're shooting off of out there yeah stuff like not that, a rock solid helicopter right. or we got to take it down you know? okay it's all got to come down so yeah there's not a lot of time in the concrete and in a nice prop okay so you know but uh, fair point so that's you know I, I put a barricade in at our range and uh, I concreted it in and of course our range we get to leave everything up it's Tony okay. Peterson's property it's northern Utah precision rifle okay and uh we got the concrete one in, and and I call it the East Coast Barricade. <laughs> you're not you're not wrong. We do we we keep the concrete company in business here. Yes, sir. Awesome. Uh, that's you know I, I I love the people back here. The weather, man, to come shoot this in uh, late fall and in winter, it's it's just a, it's yep. a breath of fresh air for me. Okay. I move a lot better in the heat than I do in the cold. I th- you are right. I'd rather be hot than cold. Yep. Um, that's why I don't live in Utah. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. Although it was on my list. If I could if I could get stationed in Utah right there at Hill, I'd go there in a heartbeat. Um, well, we'd welcome you. Be- beautiful country. Oh, man. I went out there TDY once, and it was just amazing looking at that mountain range out there. Um, you got anything? Last, last parting shots. Uh, I think the scores got posted, so everybody seems to be checking them. I don't want to hold you up too long, but you got anything else? One-liners or words of wisdom to everybody out there? Well, just shoot straight and work on that trigger pull. Okay. Outstanding. I appreciate you, sir. It's yep, uh, been a pleasure. On. Thank you. Right on. All right, we're back. Next guest we got. Brian Lewis. Um from Virginia, uh, co-match director of Virginia Precision Rifle Club, BPRC. Uh, Whereabouts in Virginia is that? Uh, kind of middle of the state. Um, Fredericksburg? Um, west of Fredericksburg, so we're just north of Martinsville. Okay. Yep, uh, we run uh, run matches out of Pig River, so if you're familiar okay. with Pig River uh, at Rocky Mount, that's okay. where we run our matches, so we've got a few regionals. And one two-day. Okay. Our two-day this coming year will be uh, March 25th, 26th. Okay. Outstanding. Um, so you're shooting for MPA. Who else are you, who else are you shooting with uh, I shoot days? for Team MPA. I shoot for Team Leupold. Uh, I shoot for 
Uh, where I run Hawk Hill Barrels. They help me out a little bit. Um, fantastic barrels. Uh, Gray Sloan at Swift Creek Rifles. Uh, chambers them up for me. Uh, phenomenal gunsmith out of North Carolina. Uh, I run Trigger Tech, um, two-stage diamonds. They help me out a little bit. Um, I think that's mostly it. Do uh, Bighorn? I run a Bighorn, yep. Okay. I do. I, do. I run Zermatt, um, Bighorn Actions. I run TL3s. I have since really since I switched from a Savage Okay. Uh, back in the beginning, and they've been fantastic. Okay. I remember when you were shooting a Dasher back at one of the Altus matches. Yes, sir. That was a, that was the first Bighorn. I'm actually still running that same action this weekend. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. That's been many years ago. That it's was, what, four, three, four years ago? Probably. It was a long time. It's been a hot, hot minute since I've been to Altus. Yeah. Um, so shooting up in Virginia and then coming down here to the southeast, what is maybe one of the main differences that you see? Um, man, this is – this range is a lot of fun. Um, it's a it's a very much a square range okay. um, compared to what we're on, and we're still on, I guess, a semi square range, but it's not as flat. Uh, so the terrain down here is is very flat. Uh, there's a lot of mirage down here to deal with, more so than what we have up there, because at Pig River, for instance, um, at our matches, you're shooting over a big valley, so the the, okay. the ground drops out from under you about All right. 100 yards out, so okay. you don't have as much mirage to deal with. Um, but you got a pretty good crosswind, I bet. You can, you can, <laughs> man. What's crazy about the wind up there is it seems to always either come from the um, straight ahead as a, as a headwind or as a tailwind, and you know as well as I do that those are the worst winds possible, man, because yes. they just twitch back and forth at 5:30 and 4:30, and or, or vice versa up front at 11:30 uh, and 12:30. But they just twitch back and forth, and they'll push you off one side and then off the other if you got small plates. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, it seems like everybody's pushing over to there. Um, last shout out. Somebody wants to get into this, doesn't know where to start. What What's the resource up in Virginia? What's the resource that you know about that you would push or steer people to, or somebody to contact? Just to like, hey, I'm new to this. I wanna, I wanna get into it. Where Where are you gonna send them? Man, if you're uh, if you're new to the sport, bring what you got and shoot a match. Shoot a shoot a regional match, something close by you. Um, if you're in Virginia or anywhere remotely close, our matches VPRC. We've got uh, like three. Uh, I guess three or so different regional matches um, that you'll, you can shoot. And regional matches are where you want to cut your teeth um, okay. because you'll get all the help in the world. People are going to help you with wind. Uh, Josh runs Pig River matches in the same location. Um, Andy Slade is my counterpart at VPRC. He's my, um, my, my counterpart as far as match directors and VPRC goes. He has uh, recently, a little over a year ago, started his own training business, okay. uh, Rifleman's Path. He's okay. phenomenal. So check him out if you're interested in training. Uh, otherwise, man, come shoot a match if you're looking for a – a good solid rifle. Uh, MPA does have a, the production rifles, the PMR, PMR Pro, stuff like that. They're fantastic rifles for somebody getting into the sport if you're looking to spend a little bit of money. Um, Lupo Mark V's, phenomenal scope. Again, that's the scope I'm running, and uh, I don't think you can beat it, especially considering I think they're in the, the $2,000 range. So they're yep. not, they're nowhere near that three and $4,000 money. But, yep. God, they're fantastic. I was seeing everything downrange this weekend. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yep. All right, we're back. We grabbed a, we grabbed another one. We got Brett Williams with uh, Hammer Rifles. Okay. Where are y'all located? We're located right outside of Vidalia, Georgia. I what? Vidalia. Vidalia, Georgia. Georgia. That's right. Okay. I'm, I'm a little southern, so you got <laughs> to bear with me here. Okay. Um, how long you guys been uh, been building rifles, shooting in PRS or F class or whatever? What what's your guys is what's your bread and butter? 
Well, our bread and butter, um, I mean, we're just kind of getting in. This year's our first year even competing in, in PRS stuff. Okay. So, I mean, we've, we've been in business almost four years, and uh, we really started and specialized in uh, long-range hunting rifles is what okay. we build the most of. Okay. And then it kind of trended. I had some guys that would come and ask about PRS-style stuff and different chassis guns, and I said, shoot. I mean, I, I'm I'm not afraid to tackle you know any of them at this at this point. At in this time. point, okay. That's right. But I mean, this is our first year competing. Uh, we've got three or four rifles now running, and, and everything's running good. I will say that your is that your brother or your partner? That's that's one of my good friends. Okay, his gun today, that whatever color blue that is, that's is amazing. Right. That's called titanium blue. Titanium blue. Titanium blue. That blue and black combo, that two-tone set, it was. It looked real, real good. That's right. That yes. was a real good paint yeah, job yeah. on that one. Yep, it is a sharp rifle. Um, so you have a couple, couple people out here shooting. You got um, – I noticed one of y'all is shooting two two three out here. That's right. That's me. Okay, so yep. you're shooting two two three. We've shot a few matches together, um, but people change stuff up so often it – that's, that's right. Who, who knows what? who's shooting what weekend to weekend, me being one of those guys. Yeah. But um, first year competing, primarily building hunt rifles down in Vidalia. What has been your experience as a first-year shooter in the PRS? Obviously not a first-year shooter if you're building guns. That's right. But first year in the PRS. Well, I think, number one, you've got to have an accurate tool to pursue this sport, of course. You've got to, right. have, you've got to have a rifle that's going to be shooting. You know, a tenth or, or quarter minute. You know, some people debacle that. But if, if your rifle's not sound, everything else that I've noticed, and me personally as shooting, is it's all fundamentals. And, you know, the, your basic fundamentals need to be muscle memory when you take the stage, and then you, you kind of hone those skills as you continue on in the match. And every match you, you shoot. So, I mean, I don't think you ever – I don't think you ever arrive as a shooter in this sport. There's always something else to, to try to critique and learn and, and, and do better on, on the next time out. All right. You might have super sound fundamentals, but then, like, now we're using tripod rear or tack tables and then, like, you know, using those as a tool, getting those set up right, and making sure, like, you know how to adjust it on the clock depending on the match director. So there's always something to work on. It's not just, like, Ta-da! I've arrived. That's that's I mean, because right. yeah. you gotta. I mean, you also gotta stay on on top of those skills. You can sit there and be like, okay, my fundamentals are sound, but I gotta keep them sound. That's right. Right. Yeah. Contrary. No, and, and, that's, and, and I've <laughs> got a, and I've got a good case in point of this. Like this, you know, we're coming up on our hunting season. I've been slam busy building hunting rifles, and I haven't been practicing. And yesterday, I mean, it was rough. I battled all day long. Now, I shot very well today. If I'd have done that yesterday, right. then I'd have done a lot better. So, I mean, it's about keeping those skills sharp Absolutely. When, you're, when, you're, when you're participating in this sport. When you go, you know, you can shoot a match every weekend, and that could be practice, or you could sit there and set up on a prop and just do dry fire. That's right. You know, instead of watching 30 minutes of TV every night, 30 minutes of dry fire. I'm super guilty of this. That's right. Um, and it is, and it's tough. I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of us got families and kids, it, and, you know, you got a young and hanging on your leg, and, you, you know, you need to be out there snapping dry fires, yep. you know, practicing your, your fundamentals. Absolutely. There's definitely a balance you've got to, you've got to have. Absolutely. Um, I try and do it when the kids go to bed or after the kids go to bed, but then I'm tired. I'm like, man, I just want to go sleep. I got to get up in the morning and do this all over again. Um, That's right. So where do you guys primarily shoot out of? Uh, so – this year, we've only shot matches here. Now, we shot the okay. NRL Hunter, and we're going to do it again next year down in Blakely. So okay. we've been staying kind of kind of localized. I, I mean? really wanted to get to that match, and I wasn't able to. But yeah. this year, 
Um, yeah, you need to make that. That's, that's, that's I went to the NRL Hunter 22 match. Yeah. And I ROed that for uh, for Eddie, but my kid was sick, so I, I, I couldn't go. Um, but I did give my rifle to my buddy, and he went and shot. And he oh. did. He ended up taking, like, 10th overall, 4th in light or something yeah, like that. I, yeah. I don't know. He, he's a, just a naturally yeah. good shooter, so yeah. he had a good time with it. So it was, it was totally worth it. But, yeah, I definitely want to get to one of those hunter matches and, and test it out and see how it's like. Now, are you – you're building hunting rifles – and you're building some PRS rifles. Are you building NRL hunter rifles? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes I do. I mean, you know, there's a certain weight class and power factor you have to get into in the right. NRL hunter series. So, yep. I mean, it's very, you got to be very strategic in, in what you put in that rifle. A lot of guys right. run carbon barrels, and they'll try to lighten their actions up. You know, and if you're going to run in that 12 to 16, I mean, you might as well be at 15.9 pounds, you know. Exactly. I mean, you try to hit you're gonna that be, target. If you're going to be in heavy class, you might as well be right on that raggedy that's, edge. That's right. That's right. So, all right. I think they're about to announce scores, so I'm going to I'm gonna let you go. Thanks for coming on. appreciate you. Yes, sir. If you guys Thank are you. in the, the south Georgia? That's right. Okay. Southeast, I mean, I mean, we don't discriminate. We build rifles everywhere. So. Okay. So if you're looking for an NRL hunter, you're looking for a PRS, you're looking for a standard hunting rifle, give Hammer Rifles a call. That's you guys right. are on Facebook. Yep. You guys are on yep. all the, the, the websites and everything else like That's that. That's right. Social media, um, hammerrifles.com, and, and, you know, my phone number's there. If you want to chat, call me direct. I'll be happy to chat with you, and we can discuss builds. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate right. it. Thank you. Get again, out there. Bro. We'll get these scores posted. All right. All right, scores are posted. People are winning. We got number five right here, MPA team shooter. Matt Caruso. Awesome. How was your weekend? Oh, it was pretty good. It's a fun time out here. All right. Where where are you calling home these days? Still Texas, right? I'm in Texas. I'm actually about to move, so it's kind of a, a cluster getting it all to fit into this month. I, okay. I believe you. I believe you. Um, MPA team shooter, impact actions. What else you running? Uh, I run uh, barrels chambered by Studeville. Okay. Uh, MPA chassis, impact action, like you said. I run uh, Collis DLR. Okay. Uh, Bixen Andy triggers, MPA mount. Okay. How was your overall weekend? Overall, it was great. Um, had a couple of regrets, a couple of bad trigger pulls, one one bad stage I definitely want back. But uh, overall, it shot pretty good. I mean, good enough to take a piece home hardware, right? Yeah, yeah. So... How did the team overall perform, do you think? O overall, how do you think the team did? I think there's a lot of studs on the team, uh, guys and girls included. You know, Kate Estes uh, won the uh, top youth, top lady. Top amateur. Top amateur. She's on fire. A um, bunch of other good shooters. I think there's uh, three guys on the team that would have had this match if they could just get, like, one or two shots back. It was it was pretty pretty close. It was it was that tight. I haven't looked at scores, so I, don't, I haven't seen them, but it was that tight? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. just basically one one little decision away from a win for at least me and uh, two other guys. Oh wow! Okay, how was how was the match? How was this two day match compared to two day matches in Texas or in other locations? Like I was talking to Paul Higley, one of your teammates earlier. He's out in Utah, so everything's you know uneven terrain, uneven props, less stable. Here in the southeast, we have the ability to throw everything into concrete and you know much solid reinforced props how how does this match differ from the matches that you shoot back in texas 
Um, well, we deal with more wind, more open field conditions. Okay. Uh, so we have generally bigger spans, more wind. The targets tend to be bigger, which even though they're they're still harder, uh, they're proportionally harder, I would say, you know, because there's more wind. So you have to have a little bit more target to uh, work with. But you go to a match like this in these uh, shooting lanes and less wind, the targets get really small, and then they make the time crunch 90 seconds instead of two minutes, which is what we do okay. back in Texas. And, okay, uh, two minutes in Texas. Okay. It's, it's way calmer of a match, in, in my opinion, how it feels when you're shooting two-minute stages all the time, even if it's challenging these 90-second uh, stages with little targets, the pressure's on really hard, I feel like, the whole time. And you know if you drop one shot, you're moving a whole bunch of spots. Okay. Okay. What, uh, what do you say to the new shooter out in Texas, anywhere in the country, youth, old gun, or, or senior military guy? What are you telling them to come out about coming out and shooting a, a PRS match if they've never done it before? What are you telling them? Uh, I would tell them keep having fun, the priority. If you're not having fun, it's work. You know, So sometimes it's challenging when you're not doing as good as you want to do. But keep it fun. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, grab people who know what they're doing. Ask them questions. Most of us are more than willing to help out. Don't be shy. I know there's a lot of wallflowers when they first come out and they don't want to get in the way. Or you hear people say, you know, oh, I, I squatted over here because I, I didn't want to get in the squad with all you guys and all the top shooters. And it's like, no, no, no. You you get in. That's where you want to be. Yeah, get in anywhere you can and, and pick our brains. And, you know, we love to help. I love seeing a, a new shooter um, with the light bulb getting turned on, you know, awesome. learning stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, what's, what's on your agenda for the rest of the season being the finale? But, I mean, are you an AG Cup shooter? Yes. Okay. So you got the finale at the, end, at the beginning of November, and then the beginning of December you got – the, the the AG Cup, those are probably your two big priorities on top of moving your house and family and everything like that. What are you doing to prepare for those matches where the whole year is culminated to that point? What are you doing to prepare for that? Loading ammo. <laughs> I don't have okay. time for anything else. Basically, the way things are going right now for me, I just need to uh, keep a clear mind when I show up because I'm not going to have a lot of time between now and then to prep for uh, for either one of those matches. We're going to be moving. i got a big family. Okay. Uh, there's a lot happening all in the next few weeks. So basically just going to clean my rifle, load ammo, try to show up with a clear mind. Okay. Okay. Um, I was talking to some other people uh, earlier about their goals showing up to matches. Obviously, at the level that you're at, being a two-day shooter, being an AG Cup shooter, you're shooting a, at that level with the top shooters in the country. How do you progress your goals from this year going forward to the 2023 season? What are your goals? How are you going to adjust whatever your goals were for this year to next year? Always climbing. You know, okay. uh, whatever you achieve one year, you have to you have to move the move the needle further for the next year, or else you're not going to strive for it. Okay. And this year. This year I was trying to get uh, at least a bullet out of the finale. Okay. Um, and striking distance for a golden bullet may not be super great odds, but it's there. So I'm, okay. I'm coming into it with, you know, as, as best as I can do and hopefully get something like that. And uh, whether I get it or not, next year it's just going to be uh, less mistakes at matches because okay. uh, I'm not going to be able to make as many moving okay. forward. I have a fourth baby on the way. Time's yep. getting tight. So I won't be able to make, you know, whatever I did this year, eight, nine, ten matches. I'll probably come out and shoot, you know, four or five matches, and they're going to have to count. 
can't right. have can't have any bad ones. Uh, right. Yeah. I I definitely feel that I've been in I've been very fortunate the last two years to be in a job where I have the ability that I'm not going anywhere I'm not deploying anything like that now I'm going back to that operational world and like TDYs come up we we don't get to say no to those mm -hmm. deployments we definitely can't say no to so the matches I do to I do go to I'm definitely gonna have to make count so I'm right there with you um, so always striving forward like what is that you said that you're strapped for time definitely understand it. How, what is the process for a shooter, you know, say myself, that, yes, I'm going in with the max amount of points, but I'm shooting against other solid, solid dudes in, in my division. Like, how do you progress? Like, what is what are the things that you when you do have the ability to train, that you're training to be better the next time you go out? Yeah. What are those things? Yeah, I think uh, you have to track your mistakes. You have to track the things okay. that are lacking. Um or if they're not mistakes, things that you're just not as good at as you think, you know, whatever would benefit you to, you know, whatever you lose the most points from, okay. put those into buckets and choose the one that's the most valuable return on your investment. You know, what do you, what can you work on that would get you more points? Uh, you know, for me, it's always spotting impacts. I, I can okay. tell that I hit the plate. Where did I hit the plate? And if okay. I can't read the plate, it's, that's the hard part. If the plate doesn't give me a good read and, and I don't see the exact spot of the impact, that's like one thing that's always, it's kind of always been my number one. I don't know if you can ever get perfect at it. So that's something I'm always striving for. And uh, um, the biggest thing too is just prep. If you don't show up with a, a rifle that's ready to go, you know, no doubts. Everything's torqued. Everything's cleaned. Everything's running right. Your ammo's checked. Um, I do a lot of stuff the day before, the night before, so that when I show up, I'm ready to go. I'm not scrambling to find my gear. I'm not scrambling to dope out, you know, the stage. The more that's ready to go, the more I can just kind of focus and, like I said, keep that keep that mind clear. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I won't hold you up anymore. I'll let you get back out there and socialize a little bit for you. you got to start heading back. I really appreciate you sitting down. Thanks, We'll Tim. have to do this again, get out to get out to the southeast. I'm going to definitely try and make it out to Texas. i got some buddies that are out there, so I want to get out there and see what this wind thing you guys keep talking <laughs> about is. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guy. Bye. Do you sell cocaine and cocaine accessories? It'd be cooler if I did. It'd but be no. cooler if you did. Uh, all right. So we're here. Another shooter just got done walking the prize table. That's He's right. representing L3 Rifles out of? Augusta, Georgia. Augusta, Georgia. And you are? Roger Curry. Roger Curry. All right. So how long you been shooting this PRS thing? About a year and a half. Okay, a year and a half. How'd you finish up on the weekend? I finished 51st. Out of what? 106. Middle of the pack. So, middle. hey, middle of the pack is still in the pack. I am very happy with it. It was a great match. Eric did a really good job. Okay. Uh, I think everybody here was very happy to be here, whether they did good, bad, or indifferent. And we're just lucky to have a place to do this. Yeah, you know, fact. Um, so, you're down, you said you're down there in Augusta. How far away is that from the range here? We're three hours away. Okay. That's a lot better than my six and a half. It is, um, it is. <laughs> so, what were you shooting this weekend? Six Dasher. A Dasher. Okay. What was your What was your What was your setup? What was your chassis? What was your? It's an Impact Action and an MPA Matrix. Okay. With a Vortex Razor Gen Three. Okay. Alpha Brass Burger Bullets. What trigger? Trigger Tech Diamond. Bipod. Accutech. Okay. Fat Bastard Brake, just like me. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yes, sir. Um, how was your day one? Day one was all right. We shot, we shot 12, y'all, I didn't do nothing. 
y'all shot 12 stages on day one. That is correct. So that day is kind of okay. taxing. Day one was okay. It was fun. Uh, I think if we, you know, I'm always happy to shoot a couple extra stages on day one than two so we can get on the road quicker. Okay. I think I paid for it on my last stage yesterday. The Mirage ate me up. but Was your stage the wobbly uh, the little the wobbly small wood? wood? That was my last stage of the day. Yeah, yeah, wobbly wood. That's what I'm calling that stage from now on, wobbly wood. Oh, it was tough. Um, yeah, 700 and something yards on some tiny targets on a wobbly prop. It was small targets. It was. But um, it's okay. It was even for everybody. Yep. 100%. 100%. Um, what... Um, what about your day two? How how was day one versus day two? Um, we got into a little bit of shine yesterday, which was delicious. And then, you know, come back, refreshed, got some good food, whether you went to Bernie's or you went to sushi or you grilled out or you did whatever. Got some food in us, came back for day two. How did day two go for you? Day two was great. Um, I showed up, like you said, we did a little shine. A little tequila at the Mexican joint last night, about 20 beers, and we had some goodies hangover powders this morning Hell get yeah. us through the day. Um, day two was good. It was fun. Uh, a little bit trickier wins in the afternoon. Played some played some hell on some guys. But I will say the wind overall was a little bit less than day one, but I did feel like it because I was flying my drone a lot today. Yeah. Um, kind of figured that thing out. Got some good drone footage, but it did – seemed to be blowing a little bit more consistent today than it was yesterday. Yesterday was yeah, a tricky kind of tailwinds. I agree. We yeah. Seeing some stuff downrange, Mirage going right to left, but winds That's left right. to right. Like, you know, looking through some stuff. But, like, today seemed it was a little, it was a little tougher. Today it was more consistent to me than yesterday. Um, you know, it's always tough shooting in a head or a tailwind, like mm -hmm. what we experienced yesterday. But today it was a little more – more easier to read. Okay. Um, the Mirage was not quite as deceiving as what it was yesterday. Okay. And I shot pretty decent in it. I did. I was proud of it. Awesome. Um, so you said you finished mid-pack. Mm-hmm. How was – we haven't talked about this yet. How was the food? Food was fantastic. Dude, food was the out food of this The food was world. great. The queue was good. <laughs> Look, I'm originally from Memphis. I love good barbecue, and this was second to none. The nice. smoked chicken was amazing. Dude, we that had a great was time. On point. Hell like, yes, it was. There's three more sitting over there. I'm about to grab two and throw them in my Dude, car. that homemade slaw is great. Oh, my Lord. It is great. I probably had five of them yesterday. Like, it, that was It was on really good. Point. They put on a great match here. Um, it's a really good environment. We had a great squad. Squad one was top notch. We had okay. a really good time all week long. Outstanding. So, who were some of the – who were some of your, your – your, your hood rat friends in squad one. Well, um, you know, Matt Sprouse finished top of our squad. I think okay. he finished 24th. He shot really good this weekend. Uh, me and him stayed together in the hotel. We're from close area. Similar area. Yep. So uh, it was great to shoot with Matt, like always. Patrick Johnson did great. Uh, Michael Manning, top-notch fella. Greg Cannon had some issues yesterday, so I put him in my backup rifle. He shot pretty good today. And that it. was a 6.547, wasn't it? It was. It okay. was. And I was really proud of him for not letting letting the, the issues yesterday get in his mind. Greg's you know, a great guy. I he mean, is. If, uh, shooter's mindset, Greg That's Cannon. Right. Like, if you don't know about him in this sport, you're living under a rock. But they're, they're all over the place. Not only are they shooters, they're also interviewing, you know, key leading industry uh people in this in this sport which is awesome 
Um, Greg's great people. He, he is. He, he is. And you know, throughout it all, up, throughout like, it all, you know, he, he come up to me with a handful of blown, blown primers yesterday. And I said, dude, this is not safe. Stop. And, you know, he was fighting to open his bolt all day long. He had a ton of issues, but he stayed positive throughout all of it. He didn't let it break his spirit. He stayed very upbeat, and he shot well today. Yep. So I was really proud of him. You know, that, that's a lot to go through. Yeah, And still is. have a good time, and he did. Oh, yeah. That, that's what I love about Greg. We've been we've shot together a few times, and he's just like, yep, well, it is what it is. Let's roll with he's it. He's a happy-go-lucky guy. Uh, yeah. We shot with Hammer Rifles this weekend. There's some really top-notch fellows. We yep. really enjoyed them. Uh, but at the end of the day, my L3 rifles did its job. There you go. It shot really good, really good. It's a nut behind the optic that keeps coming loose, right? If That's John what it is. Could, if John could fix that, yeah, then he'd have something. His wife, your wife, would be really appreciative. She if, would if he could fix the nut behind the, the optic. That poor lady goes through a lot, but she supports <laughs> me, and I appreciate it. Um, so so what would you say to? the new shooter or the, the hunter that's looking to brush up his skills or the youth shooter, because our youth shooters these days are coming out and they are crushing it. Our youth shooters are better than some of the experienced guys. Yep. Um, they don't have bad habits that need to be broken. Yep. And they can be molded very well. They pay very good attention. I mean, we got one of our top young guns, or youth shooters right I mean, behind us. Laura does a great job. Laura's um, killing it, Katie's killing it. Um, I don't know if you've met Gavin yet. He's, uh, he's running around here shooting with his dad. I shot with them at an NRL 22X match, and they shoot NRL, PRS 22, centerfire stuff, NRL 100. They shoot it all. Father and son duo. Man, they're, that's awesome. They're crushing That is great. Crushing I, I wish my children were interested, but they're not. Uh, but I, I think it's got to be great for the parents to watch their children come out here and do what they love and do it well. And it's, it's not a – it's not soccer, it's not baseball, it's not football, well, where everybody gets, hey, right. you were on the team, you get a participation trophy. Well, the difference is is these kids are out here shooting the same course of fire we are. Yep. So if they go play high school sports or middle school sports, they're playing people their age with their similar experience. Yep. Where here, they're shooting the same course of fire as the best people in the country. Yep. And they are learning from those people and teaching them things. I mean, Kate Estes won top amateur. And there are people here that are 30, 40, 45, 50 years old that are amateurs in this sport, and she beat them all. She mopped the floor with them. Mopped the floor with them. And she's a really sweet girl. Yeah. She's just as nice as she can be. Absolutely. Um, Which is awesome. Getting our youth out here, we got, you know, um, uh, we got – Industry folks that are coming out here, like Daniel Defense, this is her third match ever. And she shot great. She shot a one day. She shot gap grind. She mm-hmm. shot this. Yep. Third match. And she's hooked. And she is hooked. Yeah, yeah. You know, she's she's like, yeah, I'm the, I'm the rep for X, Y, or Z with Daniel Defense. I just had her on and talked to her, and she's like, yep. She's like, I wanted to know what it was like to shoot these matches. It's hard to sell a, or rep a product that you don't have experience with, right? And that's what makes the sport great. You know, you, you've got all facets coming together to do the same thing. And like I said, we all shoot the same course of fire. We have the same advantages and disadvantages. Yep. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody had a great time. Yeah, I don't think anybody's walking away here. They may be walking away mad, 
maybe at their own performance. But they're not walking away mad at the course of fire. The course of fire was amazing. Eric did a great job. He really did. Eric puts on a good match. Even his one days are phenomenal. His one days are fun. This is the closest place for me to shoot. Yep. So I try to make everyone. Yep. Um, this, is, this is my favorite place to shoot. I'd rather shoot here than any other venue we do. So I'm down in, in the panhandle of Florida. And Alabama Precision, I have not shot there. And Gunline are the two closest. They're right at five, five and a half hours away mm -hmm. from me. Those are the two closest ones. And then here is six and a half, seven hours. Bathroom break, stop, get gas. Sure. I've been here more than I've been there. Yeah. Is it because it's the MPA stuff? I don't know. Like, I like hey, seeing man, my MPA. feels MP very involved in this place. Yep. You know, MPA is well represented here by sponsored shooters and non-sponsored shooters. Yep. You see more MPA chassis on the line than you do anything else. They MP work, and they work well. MPA, whether it be a BA Comp, a Matrix, or a Matrix Pro, I mean, not just being the, the MPA fall shootout, but just chassis in general. MPA, foundation. Other than that, then it goes a Manners. Or an MDT. An MDT. I'd say there's probably more uh, foundations than MDTs this weekend. I agree. And then I saw, like, one Christensen's arms, and I saw one XLR. I had an XLR. Nothing against it. I really liked it, but I traded it off. And I have a foundation on the way. I expect it'll be for my trainer rifle, but you know, John tells me it's going to be my main gun. <laughs> there you I, go. I really like the Matrix, so it's, it's doing good things for me. So I've had the the BA comp. I've got three of them. I got a Matrix, and I just my Matrix Pro showed up yesterday. Oh, nice. I also have my fin foundation that just showed up yesterday as well. Oh, and that's that, great. That's going to be for my Voodoo. Yeah. Um, I, the only people that I am air quotes sponsored by that have actually said so would be Timney. And I honestly don't know what's going on with that because people have changed positions in XYZ. Sure. But, like, I love everybody. Yeah. I show everybody love. That's right. Right? The Truitts are amazing people. They're some of the best people on this earth. And if I can support them yep. by buying a chat buying a stock and buying some t-shirts for my kids to take holiday pictures in because yeah. that's what we did that's like right. i'm gonna do it sure because i only have two kids they got like a, they, all of them they have, they have all, all the, the children all the children they got a firing squad they got a they they have a full fire team in children um with another on the way so they need <laughs> they need it um but yeah phil helps me out like I've got, you know, MPA is has taken care of me immensely. Foundation has taken care of me immensely. Not just me, like, with giving me a discount or whatever, but when I call up and I'm like, hey, I'm putting on this NRL 22 series. Can you help me out with the prize table? Can you help me out with this? I'm really trying to do this. They've stepped up and been absolutely not a problem. Their generosity is very, very gold. They're 100%. genuine people. What you see is what you get. Yep, 100%. And you have to appreciate what they do for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'm not going to keep you much more. I'm, I know you're trying to get on the road. Any last parting shots, anything you want to throw out there? 
It's always cooler at Cool Acres. <laughs> you ain't wrong, brother. It is. Uh, awesome. If you get a chance, check out John Slagle, L3 Rifles. He builds hammers. You guys on, uh, are they on Facebook? Facebook. And Look him up. What is their, like, website is L3? He don't have one. It's okay, just, just Facebook. Reach out to him. He's uh, a great guy. Very good service. Perfect equipment. Awesome. Awesome. I appreciate you. And uh, Thank tell, you, guys. Until next time, we'll see you later. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, let's do this. See you, Christy. Thank you. All right, we'll be in touch, girl. All right, so we got Mr. Ben Allreed here. All right, he is a secret weapon of the Cool Acres matches, both center fire and rim fire. All right, he's been busting his tail, working on his game, making sure that he's ready to go. And you, your best finish before this weekend was what? In which category? I mean, okay, so center fire, okay. one days or a two day. So I, in August, I busted into top five and got uh, a fourth place finish in the uh, center fire one day match. Uh, in rim fire, I've come close to winning. Okay. Technically, I won one last year, but I've been really been consistent. Had a uh, string of top fives going. Okay. So pretty stoked about that and. Uh, Today, a two-day match. You know, my previous two-day matches, which I've only ever shot three. Okay. I was like 60% of the leader the last two times. Okay. And today I busted into the 90s, 92-something. Boy. So, I mean, I was two shots back yesterday and just kind of. I saw it. Did my best to hold on. I saw it today. Or I saw it yesterday. I was like, holy shit, he's up there again. And then today you came in what? Uh, 21st. Tied 20th. There you go. I dropped nine yesterday and 17 today. Today was – I had a tougher day. You know, some okay. days are better than others. There you go. And that was – and so you were shooting 60% of the winner to 92% of the winner. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. And a string of top fives in one day. <laughs> and here you are crushing it, coming out of nowhere. Like you said, be like, who is this guy coming in here doing all this damage? What is – I don't want to say what's your secret sauce, but what are you doing practice-wise? I mean, sure, you're an all-read. You, sure. your, your dad is owns the range. Yeah. You, you have a, the, the access to the thousand yards. Like, what? But what are you doing to get out here and better yourself and well, get yourself out here and get go jump thirty percent in the series? Yeah, you know, I mean, since March. I've seen a significant improvement, and I contribute most of that to shooting rimfire. Okay. Uh, because although I built a PRS barricade to run dry fire in my garage, it's been – I haven't even used it. I built it over a year ago. I, I'm in the same boat. I built a prop, and I have yet to move it out and actually pr practice on it. So I know I can even improve, and at every match I come away from, wow, all right, I improved. Awesome. Uh and I, I, you always make a couple mistakes. And so really to, you know, a friend of mine yesterday said, what's going to lose a match is if you were to get, like, frustrated. Uh, and I think that's a big key. You're pretty much going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You are just trying to stop the train wreck. Uh, but uh, 
I think I've, I know that I need to work on my physical fitness because I get winded and tired. Okay. Um, and then today I carried a little bit of – I wasn't in as good a shape physically today, but I also carried that, you know, the anxiousness, the excitement. Uh, there was a little bit of a mental game for me today too. Okay. So those are things that I know I need to work on. But I contribute most of my just significant improvement into also shooting rimfire. Okay. Okay. Um, you don't pre-shoot the course of fire or anything like that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I, like, like I said, you're the son of the match director. So I just want to throw that out there, put it on record that you're not shooting anything. You shoot at the range and you shoot off the same props, but you don't have access to the course of fire. That's all up to your dad. You're right. not doing anything like that. Right. That's right. So nobody can sit there and be like, Oh, it's cause it's, you know, his dad, you know, he's sharing the course of fire. No, that's horse shit. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop that right before it ever gets started. You know, I, I wouldn't blame somebody presume that I am here all the time, but I live through over three hours away. Oh, okay. So I didn't, I didn't know that. I um, come down to help get things in order. Right. And, but absolutely not. Don't you might clear that. cut or like put up a pro- shit. We put up that wobbly ass wood barrack. Me and Eric right. did it right. Friday night. It's that type of stuff. I mean, it's the hard yeah. work stuff. Yeah. It's stuff for preparation. Yeah, and that's totally uh, fine. And even stuff I've helped on, I still make mistakes on. Yeah. Because uh, uh, I like the September match, I had, or the, yeah, the September match, I assumed in my mind I knew the order and I screwed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that'll happen. That'll happen. So what do you what do you say to that that young shooter, that new shooter, that older shooter, like in the senior class that hasn't shot a match before, knows about this, hears you know miles of matches, hears mythology of marksmanship, hears the straight dope podcast, maybe hears this one, highly unlikely. But what do you say to them that says, hey, I hear that Cool Acres has got some matches. I want to go try it out. What are you telling that person about the matches? Okay. Like you just saying, hey, bring what you got. Are you saying, hey, you need to practice first or just come out in RO or just come out and bring your gun and shoot like at a one day? Okay. If you want to come to a centerfire match, uh, you know, it'd be a good idea to come out here or or find a local range to make sure you've got some good dope. Okay. Uh, I think that'd be key. You know, okay. even if you can only get to, I'd say you probably need to at least try to get to 600 to, to prep your dope. Uh, and that'd be for uh, a, a center fire match. Uh, okay. If you're going to come for a rim fire match, which I probably would recommend because it's a little cheaper. Uh, mm-hmm. You can you can buy a production rifle. It doesn't break the bank. Yep. And uh, you get your feet wet. But uh, you really have to come out here and try a match to figure out do I like all this moving around? Right. And the, okay. It's it's a bit of a physical challenge. Okay. Uh, I think PRS format. So you need to figure out if you like the format, if you want to continue in it, and then we can start talking about things that uh, you will help you improve. Okay. Okay. And and I'm not an expert by any means. I mean. 92% of the winners score. I'm improving. Score, I'm still improving. It's, a, it's still improvement. Yep. I don't know if I've done that. I, I know I haven't done that in a two-day match, but 
that's that's mighty impressive. Um, I appreciate it. What uh what shout outs do you want to give? Like what what's your what's your equipment set up? Like I'm sure your dad taught you everything you know about reloading, seeing how he's oh, yeah. a, he's I mean, a reload I, master. I told I told my people I work with and talk about and I have a buddy I work with shoots too that uh, if if I was a better shooter and more physically fit and practiced up, I, I believe my rifle's shooting good enough to win matches. And, I mean, I've been proving it here the last few months. You have. You've uh, been solid top five so, I consistently. Mean, my my dad does uh, all – well, I've been top five in rimfire. Okay. Yeah. I've only busted top five once in uh, centerfire. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, just want to clear I stand up. corrected. But uh, my dad, he's done all my loading. I mean, that's, okay. that's huge. Um, yeah. But I just been working on uh, like centerfire, one chassis, making tweaks. Make sure your chassis balanced. Mm -hmm. That's critical. Okay. Uh, that gave me a jump. You know. Then it's about learning. Okay. Now my rifle's stable. Now it is recoil management and being stable. Okay. Uh, so that you have that nice solid hold that's not jumping around it, so you reducing can reducing that wobble zone right so you can actually be precise awesome awesome all right last last parting shout out shout outs and then i'm going to try and get your dad to sit down here he'll be baffled at this technology but it'll happen he was on he was on shooter's mindset the other day so yep. He, yep. he's he's getting up there with that technology last parting shots what you got okay. uh you know just I'm I'm grateful to, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that everybody wants to come and shoot, and it, it's been it's been awesome. Uh, I guess another awesome shout out would be uh, MPA joining our, yep. our range this year. I mean that put us on another level. Um, I run an MPA chassis. Uh, I think moving into next year, I may be running uh, Elemental okay. Industry Barrel. Okay. Um, but you know, just I mean, there's there's too many people to think and. Without preparation. Oh, yeah, that's how that's, I grab them. That's, that's all how I, I grab them. This is all I got after two days. That's, you know what? I'm not, I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm not even mad. Well, I appreciate you sitting down with me. Yeah. Um, it's, been a, it's been awesome. I've never been to Cool Acres before, you know, coming and shooting that first center fire match, and then you guys were holding the rim fire matches the next day. So I was like, if I'm driving seven hours, I might as well shoot two matches. Yeah. So started shooting those matches. I appreciate you guys taking care of the ROs the way you do on those one-day center fire matches because, I mean – it is a lot to shoot in this sport. It is. It is. Between match fees, between get practice, practice with live ammo, practice dry fire, the initial investment of the rifle, it, it adds up quickly. It does. So I appreciate you guys taking care of the ROs. I appreciate the food. That was amazing. Awesome. Um, awesome match. Awesome match. I plan on shooting more two days next year than RO in two-day matches. Okay. So you, you'll see me on the firing line in a different capacity next year. Yeah. That's awesome. awesome. Well, I appreciate your time, sir. Thanks, guy. Yes, sir. All right, folks, here I am. The man, the myth, the legend, the reloading master, the concrete expert, and the, the, the unknown genius behind the MPA fall shootout two-day match, Mr. Eric Allred. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good. You're probably tired. I'm getting there. You're getting there. Okay, so we're finished up. The majority of the shooters have left. We're cleaning up. We're moving things around. 
what do you think? How do, how do you think it went? Well, from the looks on everybody's faces and what they told me, it went fantastic. Outstanding. It went fantastic for me. Awesome. No major issues, no major breakdowns. No. It was, it, I had to go around downrange four times for a target, but it was a simple fix. Outstanding. Um, Food-wise, um, probably, if not the best, tied for best match food at a match. Sweet. Yeah, James and his wife, they do an outstanding job. That, the pulled pork sandwich yesterday, it didn't need sauce. I put a little bit of sauce on it because I wanted to see how it, if it kicked it up a notch. It sure did. That chicken today. Chicken is great. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. Oh, I sat there and talked barbecue with him there for a little bit about s- smoking pork butts. It, amazing. Amazing. Yeah. And they're, a, just, they're just friends that do it for friends. Yeah, they're great people. It's but not even – they just do it, for, do it for their friends. They're not even a business. And they came out here, brought all the stuff, all the fixing. The coleslaw was amazing. Chicken was amazing. The beans, although oh, – Oh, the beans? Beans were amazing. I'm 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 a connoisseur of some beans, and those were really really good beans. I was really really impressed. Nicest pe- people as well. Um, got amazing sponsors. I saw prize one two three four five five tables six tables worth of prize table stuff. Found, Every, everybody foundation. Everybody, everybody got to walk the table. Yep. And, there, and there was still stuff left. Absolutely. And that was awesome. The wheel. Um, We'll um, move that right over to uh, the 29th Rimfire match. Yep. The prize table is going to be good for that, so we need people to come out for that match. And that's the, that, that's the Southeast Rimfire, Rimfire finale. finale. Sponsored by Bushnell. Sponsored by Bushnell. Is that the whole – is that the Southeast or is that the entire – No, it's the Southeast. Okay. It's the Southeast. Just the Southeast. Okay. Mm-hmm. Outstanding. Outstanding. And that's the 29th of this month? 29th. Okay. So you heard it here first, folks. 29th, get signed up. Come out to Cool Acres. It's always cooler at Cool Acres. Exactly. Um, right? Um, they put on a hell of a match. You're going to be shooting from 50 to 350 is what we've shot here in the past. Um, you're shooting center fire matches with rim fire matches the next day. Um, you're, you're teamed up with MPA for, for running these matches. That's right. Um they're the host sponsor. Host sponsor. For these matches. Right. Um, you used to shoot a bunch of different style matches out here. And then I haven't heard a negative word about this place. Sweet. Um, I was talking to some folks and they said last year before you got into the PRS, it was literally just the one bay, the covered bay. Now we've got stuff extended 150 yards out to the Sears Tower bus. We got all the way out to the the school bus. We got the hay baler. We got the rooftop. We got all these, the helicopter. We got all these props. And you've cut all these lanes, run all this heavy equipment on top of your day job, which is not being. Uh, Actually, it's a night job. Exactly. It's a night job, right? Because you're, yep. coming, you're coming home from running all your, your concrete stuff. You're fine, Miss Jill. You run it. We'll, we'll, do, we'll deal with it. I'll edit it out. It's fine. I mean, you've extended the the shooting lane probably 150, 150 yards each side of the main the main shooting line, and really opened this place up. You've got 
props galore. We're adding props. We're moving props around. We're doing different stuff. We're shooting props in a different manner than we shot on the first day, whether it be a one day or a rim fire match the next day. Everything's changing. You're you're doing a killer job out here. Everybody says it, it's blown up. It's expanding. You guys are, you know, you have experience running matches before, but this is like you guys' first year in the PRS, right? So actually, I think it's our second year okay. in the PRS. It's okay. um, the, about um, the first full year of um, the uh, MPA okay. joined us. They brought their matches here. Okay. Know? And we all know they used to be somewhere else, and then, you know, just luck of the draw or business or whatever it was, they they needed to move them, and they, they chose this location. And, you know, I'm still driving out here. I know – People are driving from Tennessee to come out here to one days. I'm driving from the panhandle of Florida out here for one days and rimfire matches. And North Carolina. North Car- We got guys from North Carolina, South Carolina coming out here. I know uh, Sawyer comes out here from South Carolina and the Charleston area. And we're all coming out here because it's an inviting, relaxing environment to shoot and have a good time. It's not – even on our one days, it's not – I'm not going to share a win call or I'm hoping you do bad so I can do better. It's, oh, man, you got me on that one. You, you've fostered a really good um, community here for, for your matches. Yeah, I was amazed. Um, we did the Flying Hog Challenge for the first time with our new mover target. Mm-hmm. And the two guys that they tied first go around, I figured they'd want to shoot it off, but they yep. talked amongst themselves and they split the 500 bucks. I thought that, and that's just that's just great camaraderie. Oh, absolutely! Like we could we could sit there and we could try and shoot it off, or we could just hey, just split the difference. We each get two hundred fifty bucks in our pocket. Like why not, right? That's right. I mean, we got an awesome facility out here. You guys have done a ton of work. I mean, we got RV camping right right on site. The first match I ever came to, I slept in that field in my car on an air mattress in my car. Like there's there's no issues here. Like you got everything you want. You got outside bathrooms, outside showers. Like you got everything, every amenity you want that you actually need. There's not. There is limited cell service, but I don't even check my phone when I'm out here. Well, if you got Verizon, it's not. You see, there you if go. If you got something else, you might be a little limited. Yeah. Um, AT and T used to not work at all, but it works some now. So. This is the second two-day match you've run this year. It's correct? actually the th- this year. This yes. year uh-huh. too. Right? So you got two on the books for this year. Mm-hmm. What did? You, is there anything that you learned on your on your first one-day match of the year that you implemented or changed for your second two-day match of the year? Well, we mostly work on managing the targets. Okay. The, the targets are um, can be a, a big problem if they go down. Yeah. So we use um, mostly big dog steel. Okay. And we're, we're, I'm gonna try to change everything over to that because it just it just works for us. We don't okay. have much problem. Where the where you said you had to go downrange four times is that because targets were failing and it wasn't? They they, they um, we have a few hook targets. Okay. Um, and with the hanger that they was used, it would allow them to twist slightly and blade. The, the, the AMU guys were shooting uh, 308. 175 grain bullets and at 390 and 400 yards they were oh that'll twist brutal on the target. <laughs> oh yes it will but after i changed the uh, the hanger it was it, it was solid yeah they okay were solid. okay awesome awesome um 
what do you got what do you got planned for next year are you going to try and bring in some new props i know the bus is new. oh yeah yeah well it, i know the buick's been maybe what two three matches now it's been here a minute but it'll stay that, those will stay chopper will stay maybe it'll move or something i don't know yet um but on the on the right side of the range uh sarah's challenge will stay but but i think everything else is um subject to be uh that's awesome. moved around or changed up and and out in the front under the main covered area, it's 115 feet with 14 benches. I'm going to pour concrete in front of there. And, okay. And we're going to move the uh, stages in front of those benches. Okay. I feel like those benches are just limiting me a little bit there. Okay. And causing okay. some space issues. You know? Okay. That's I don't want to take them out. Yeah, you don't want to take them out because, you know, they're great to zero off of. Right. When you used to host other matches here, they were probably great for that. Right. No no sense in getting rid of them, but if you extended that out a little bit, I think you'd be able to open it up yeah, a little we'll bit. We'll get the line back in straight in line, and then we, it'll, it'll just flow better, I think, a little okay. bit. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. What other – what are you saying to that new shooter or that or that dad that's got that that teenager that is interested in shooting but is you know shy, nervous, X Y Z? We got a handful of young youth shooters that are out here that are just crushing it. What are you saying to the new shooter or to the the father that's trying to get their son or daughter because the daughter's out here crushing it um, involved in something that's not your typical athletic sport? I say if if you can start with the twenty two, okay, because it it teaches good marksmanship and and good skills. You you've got to make a good trigger pull, okay. You can't, it teaches them not to flinch because there's no recoil, okay. And um, they they can eliminate a lot of bad habits if they start with a twenty two, versus starting with center fire mm-hmm. and and trying to go back to twenty two. But um, I, I would say you know you could buy you, there's plenty of good. Um, even factory 22s that shoot oh, yeah. good ammo pretty good. CZ 457, yeah. right on the money. You can come out and and, and shoot that and um, develop your skills a little bit before you get into the center fire. Okay. Now, if they want to come straight out with center fire, I would just um, I would start with something like a BR, something okay. that's very forgiving and doesn't have too much recoil too much recoil yeah, it's a no. little softer on the re on the recoil on the shooting muzzle rise maybe you see your your shots a little bit better than something like you know a six creed or right. a, a 308 or something like right. that it's just a it's a very versatile round and it wins matches also oh yeah for sure i mean i mean i'd say our top five shooters today we're all shooting some variant of a six mil oh most likely br I or dasher I'd yeah. say I I pretty pretty confident to say BR Dasher for our top five shooters. Yeah, today. I think I think they it's, it's, you'll see it's kind of fatty. A little, mm-hmm. I mean a little bit. It was a BRA for a while. Yep. And, that, and now it seems like it's everybody's on the Dasher. Yeah. Um, I will say that I will I will agree with you on that one. Personally, myself, it, uh, you can't go wrong with a BR. Okay. Um, you know, if you need a little more horsepower. Um, yeah, I can see a a larger cartridge then, but yeah. but but six br just learn how to shoot. There, <laughs> I mean, there's that. Learn how to reload, reload, learn how to shoot. I mean, you'll be you'll be set there. This match here, um, we had a lot of closer targets, but they weren't very big. No, they that's so, that's the one thing I heard all weekend: mm-hmm. small targets. Mm-hmm. But they were close. 
So I, I, I feel like I put the P back in Precision Rifle Series. I, I, would, I, would, I didn't shoot this weekend, and I didn't RO this weekend. I just ran around with my video cameras and, and took pictures of everybody in videos. And I would, based on what people said, I, would, I feel that that is very accurate. Mm -hmm. Put the P back in Precision Rifle. Okay. And, and I can't tell you how many, and it wasn't just the fellas that were in the top 10 or top 20. Mm -hmm. It was fellas when I handed out or called them through the prize table. Yep. Every single one of them told me how much they enjoyed the match, the small oh, yeah. targets. It was challenging. Yes, it was challenging, but, but they loved it. I mean, you had more than one separator stage. Right. Usually there's like, in a one day, there's one separator stage. In a two day, there might be two separator stages. I think you had probably three, three to four, maybe four, three to four actual separator stages. One, I, one was a little more brutal than I hoped for. And that was the one that we put in Friday night. <laughs> Are we thinking but, of the same one? The yes, 750 yeah. yards off small that wood, one? small wood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, called it like it, I, I knew that's what it was. Um, and but but one thing about that stage, it didn't really matter the time so much that you shot that stage because I built that big berm and got it up off the ground a little bit so the mirage wouldn't be so, so bad. Mm -hmm. But it, the the piano keys were narrow. They, yes, they, they were, were tall in elevation, but but they were narrow. Yes. And what those fellas they were blaming the wind, but I sat back and watched them. And if if you yaw that rifle a little bit, okay, with your with your hand yep. with your grip or. If, whatever, if you're your gonna, cant is off, right, like you're going to miss on a tiny little target like that. You're not; it's not going in there. But it, it was a good stage. Like I said, it, it turned out maybe just a little more sporty than I'd hoped for. But but um, I sat back and I've watched these matches for three or four years now, and it's gotten to the point where um, everybody coming, all the good shooters, everybody coming. They know there's one or two separator stages maybe in the match, mm -hmm. and if they bomb that stage. They just walk around the rest of the day, and the day's like they're done. Yep. And I told I told everybody here, I said, don't hang your head. If you ever, I told them at the beginning, everybody's going to bomb one stage. Yep. I don't care who you are. Yep. Everybody's going to bomb one stage. Yep. It's just nature of the beast. But but that doesn't end your day. And I, and I think that that's what really got them. They they realized that they could have a bad stage and still possibly win. Oh, absolutely. And if you look at the um, the leaders at the end of 12 stages. And, and the standings mm -hmm. there it changed dramatically throughout not only at the between day one and day two but as the days progressed that's like right. people were changing um one thing that i do really like about the ag cup is they have live scoring uh brandon haywood runs around and like pulls sinks everything and then like draws a line at like how many they're cutting for the day like it's a really cool idea i don't think it's feasible at every range but like it's a really cool idea to have live scoring. Be like, hey, half of us have shot this stage. Like, half of us shot five stages. This is where everybody's at five stages. Some people go up and look at it. Other people don't. Like, that's mm -hmm. just part of the game. Like, it's it's really interesting to see, okay, day one score to day two score. It's really interesting to see, like, five-stage score, eight-stage score, 12-stage score, 15-stage score. Like, it, that's an interesting aspect. Um like you said, you have the the rimfire match at the end of end of the month here. 
what is the biggest takeaway that you have as a match director, both rimfire, centerfire, and national level, two-day match level? What is the biggest takeaway that you have gained over this last year? Well, just stick with my gut feeling about what the people want. Okay. As far as shooting. Okay. Present them a challenging course of fire, but a fair one. Okay. Um, but don't don't make it too easy. Yep. Okay. I mean, they, unless they're telling me a story, they everybody loved it. Yep. And I mean, it was ever. I didn't hear. Some of them shook their heads a little bit, but they still loved it, and that's what they've told me anyway. And um. But I, but I, I don't think I want to make another small wood anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> how many, how many rounds were on the entire weekend? It ended up at uh, let's see, ninety nine and ninety six. What's that? Um, one ninety five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ben's telling me one ninety five yeah. off on the side. Yeah. So one hundred and ninety five shots, and the winner had. I, I haven't looked really at at scores. Know. What he had. Let's look. I had it pulled up here a minute ago. 183. 183. So, okay. Yep. 100, 183 out of 185. So, what he just 12 shots? 12 shots mm -hmm. in two days. That is impressive. That's, that's good for what we had here. That is, that, that's now, extremely good. One thing, I, I think I got lucky. I'll be honest with you. I think okay. I got lucky. Had the wind been a little worse, Yep. it, it might have been a little uglier. But the wind – you know, I kind of looked at it ahead, yep. and um, and I I think we'll he, it right. I think you made a a good call on that too, because generally, I mean, just had a water bottle blow off the table right there. But like generally, the wind is a little sportier than right. what I noticed over the last two days. Um, we, I mean, some of the weather apps were calling for like a three mile an hour wind in mm -hmm. Swainsboro. We're just outside Swainsboro, so plus or minus, but. I didn't feel a whole lot of gusts. No. I didn't feel a whole lot of constants. I mean, maybe a two to three mile an hour constant. Um, obviously, that's the shooter, not down range. But, like, winds were pretty forgiving this week. They were. And, and one thing that, that affects shooters here is this, this is a south-facing range. Okay. And a lot of times the light is a real issue. Yep. I did hear be. that a few times. And um, Targets in the shadows, can't well, spot their misses. It's not so much that. It's, it's the actual level of the light. It causes the refraction. Nope. Dog's loose. Uh-oh. She said she put him in the building. Ben's got it. All right. But – let Sounds like we got to go sound, find a dog, so yeah. I'm going to end this. Right, I, pre I appreciate your time, sir. Thank you for having great matches. Thank you for all your work, and we will catch you at the next match. Thank you.